Hi, it's Watercolor with Wendy. And today I would like to talk about watercolor as the ugly duckling of the paint world. By that I mean it's sort of the neglected paint medium or the disrespected one or the misunderstood, I think, should be a better way of putting it. So why, for example, is watercolor not one of the courses that you can take at one of the finer art schools? Why is watercolor so hard to find a professional teacher for? Well, artists that go to school to learn how to be artists or art teachers, they don't have watercolor courses. What they do have are painting courses, which are usually oil or uh, acrylics. And they are considered a more permanent and more viable medium, or more professional in a way. And one of the reasons for that is that people that go to school to become painters hopefully will make paintings in the future that they will sell and it's a more respected medium but also it's much higher paid medium so the same painting done in watercolor versus acrylics or oils uh, will sell for a lot less so watercolors are just they don't sell as well what's another reason why they don't teach watercolor well, it has a long tradition of being considered not so much a fine arts medium, but more on the commercial side. And that's because it was used as a sketching medium in the beginning, before it was a very stable medium, and it was used for little um, experimental paintings and um, just quick little sketches, and it, partly because the paint wasn't very good. It wasn't long, it was hard to make. You had to go and get the pigments from the store and make it mix it with something such as honey or some other medium, and you could use it, but it wasn't uh, it didn't have the same impact as oil paint back then. That was before acrylics were popular. So it was not uh, you know considered a very serious medium. And then around 1800, the pigments got a little better, and there were a few people making some commercial versions of watercolor. But that was also before the pigments were good enough that they wouldn't fade and turn other colors or turn brown. So that wasn't a very stable thing to be using for making a work of art that you hope is going to endure for a certain amount of time. So it was continued to be a sketching medium, and then as uh, printing became more popular, it got a little more glory because it was used to tint uh, black and white, uh, so they would paint over black and white, and it was used as more of a commercial medium to uh, do travel logs of, of places around the world that might be used to be sold as a incentive to go to other places, or it was used things like botanicals, where this is still before photography was a big medium, so they would use it for um, a recording medium. So that's considered a commercial use of watercolor, in other words, illustrative, not as a work of art in itself, but to do a particular job, like show people something. So that was watercolor for the beginning, not very good media to work with. Didn't even have special brushes, I don't think, at that time. And when did it start to become considered a little bit more serious medium? A little bit later in the 1800s when some artists started using it for whatever reason and because they were already fine artists and good artists, they created some beautiful works of art 
Turner was probably one of the first to do this, and he figured out a way to do many, many layers of beautiful uh, washes of watercolor that you couldn't really get that effect in any other medium. So he was one of the first ones to use it that way. And there were a few others. English uh, were especially interested in watercolor, not so much on the continent. Then a little bit later in the 1800s, other artists began using the paints that were now getting a little bit better, and they were commercial grade you could buy. And then the artists started using them. Some of them did a good job, some of them didn't. Now, watercolor is a more difficult medium, so that's another thing against it. And a third thing that was against watercolor becoming very popular or used as a fine arts medium. It was always pretty acceptable as a illustrative medium because especially when printing came along, you could do a piece of art and then have it copied and it wouldn't matter if the original one faded away. So it was perfectly good for that. But also women took it up as a hobby, especially in England. And so it started to be sort of like embroidery, something like that, was sort of a craft and just you know, you go over and paint your little flowers because you're not allowed to do much else. So that that put another strike against it. Now, there's, there were some beautiful artworks made by women, but they were lost partly because they were not respected and also because the medium wasn't that good, so the colors might fade. And it was on paper, and paper is not as strong uh, preserved medium as uh, linen or canvas, something like that. So along comes um, a couple of great artists who decided to use watercolor in a more experimental way. And we, we all, especially the two ones that are from the United States, you may have heard of more of John Singer Sargent and Winsler Homer. There were others, but these two took the medium as a serious art medium. And they did it more for themselves than they did for uh, their, they both worked in oils as well. But they found that they could do effects in watercolor that couldn't be done in any other way. So they experimented with the medium in the different ways of using the water and the pigments to create effects that were translucent and luminous. So those are kind of the two things going for watercolor medium. Still, they weren't able to sell these works for the most part. There's still a great deal of prejudice against a watercolor because of considered, they considered it an unstable medium because of the paper and because of the pigments, that maybe this wouldn't be something you would be able to keep for a long period of time. And as time went on, the artists uh, might have used it. Um, some of them did use it for fine arts and but it wasn't usually their major fine arts. It was more a sideline. Then we get to the time when people wanted to learn to be artists and they wanted to be serious artists, so they, they're not going to take up watercolor for the reasons we just said. They would use oils. They wanted to be taken seriously. They wanted to sell their work as a work of fine art. So now we get closer to the 1900s when watercolors materials started to get a little better. It wasn't really, though, until the 1950s where we had some seriously permanent media that, that would, uh, uh, pigments that would hold up over time. Now, where did these pigments come from? The people that made watercolor paint actually didn't have a lot of clout when it comes to uh, discovering new forms of pigments that could be used for paint. They just didn't have the money for the research. So they sat around waiting for people with a lot of money, and at that time it was the car companies, and still is, 
that would want to come up with a new color for the next year. So they had the money to research different pigments. And when they came up with a new one, like quinacridone is a very important one that could be used for permanent colors. Then we started to have a full array of reds, yellows, and blues. And you need all three to make colors that are going to be in a painting. You need to be able to make all millions of colors that you can see, but you at least need to have a red, yellow, and blue. And so around the 50s, we did have that going on. So it was not particularly uh, a medium that would be studied in a fine arts college still. And to this day, you're not going to find a school that is a fine arts school that's going to give you a course in watercolor. It's not considered important or uh, uh, pr- uh, professional enough so that they will teach you that as you, you can learn it on your own, but there aren't too many people that know how it works. So you have to really search around for people that know how to use it. And, and even the art stores, you go into the stores, and what you have there is 90% of the materials sold there that are called watercolor are inadequate to get the watercolor effects, the good ones. So it's become sort of a hobby medium. And you see, you know, sort of artwork that would be on a card, a, a greeting card, or uh, illustration. It's used quite a bit in illustration for children's books and other types of illustrated books and articles for the same reason that we that it's always been used. It's um, easy, it's quick, and it's going to be copied anyway, so it doesn't matter if it's permanent, if the paper is gone in 20 years or the, the pigments fade. Now the, a lot of the pigments still fade, but almost nobody knows which ones they are, except for the paint companies. So then we have the situation of the paint companies knowing, they probably know, that a lot of their pigments are not stable. And another secret that the pigments, uh, the painting companies know is that you don't really need all 400 colors that they offer. But uh, why would they tell you that? Then you're not going to buy them all. So you buy all the colors that you think you need, and you say, oh, that's a pretty color, I'll buy that one. And you never learn the fact that you really only need six colors. And that's the way the people that have really studied watercolor and in a fine as a fine arts medium, and that means that you want to learn to make all your own colors, and so especially with watercolor because you want luminosity, and that means lots of different colors glowing through the paper. So those people uh, are very few and far between. So, for example, do you, if you even Google, uh, you want to learn watercolor, you're going to find lots and lots of videos and online courses, but you won't find any at a professional school. I mean, they, there is, I think, one called Watercolor College or something like that, but it's just another um, way of doing watercolor in a rather simplistic way, and in that you are not really using the, the different techniques, and it's especially... Uh, bad because it is based on people that have maybe learned how to paint, but they learned from a different medium, so they don't know the watercolor specialties. So they teach you in a way that is really more of an acrylic method or an oil painting method, such as layers. Watercolor, you don't want to do so many layers. It's First of all, it's transparent. People that teach watercolor sometimes do layers, and they they mix up the colors so that it's all one color. And to me, that is not a good way to do watercolor. And I don't think 
it's true of any of the great watercolors either, like Sargent and Homer and Turner. They, they didn't do it that way. But there's nobody exactly teaching those methods for the reasons we're just saying. So people think of watercolor as a you know, sort of a lightweight medium for, for making little uh, cards and illustrations and books. But they don't take it seriously because they don't know how to use it in that, in that form in that format. So we can do it, and some people know how to do it. I, I like to teach in the fine arts way because I think learning fine arts is far more uh, interesting in the long run and rewarding in your life mission of doing your art because it's, uh, it's not focused on money or trying to make something that somebody else is going to like or buy. The fine arts approach is to, to really explore the visual world and depict that in a, a variety of ways. And watercolor especially is good at depicting light. And that has to be done in a certain way that cannot be done with any other medium because you're letting the water and the pigments play around on the cotton and uh, make little uh, deposits of pigment here and there that come across just the way light does, full of color. So these are some of the reasons that you're, you're not going to find a, a fine arts watercolor course uh, almost anywhere. You're going to find lots and lots of adapted watercolor techniques from other opaque media, and you're going to find lots and lots of ways of buying all, all different colors, especially put out by the paint companies, so that you will spend a great deal of money on trying to get these colors that you want when you begin to see them in, in the world around you. And you, you could buy every color on the shelf and still not know how to make many colors be, uh, because uh, you don't know how to make colors from primaries. So we learned in our classes to make all colors from primaries and then you can begin to see and make luminous colors in watercolor. So, of course, I'm a advocate of watercolor and used in this particular way of mixing your colors on the paper so you get luminosity, mixing all your colors from only six primaries. We'll go another time into the conversation about why there are six and not three primaries. And I think this is where the real beauty and and uh, unique qualities of watercolor come forth and can be a lifetime pursuit. At least it has been for me 50 years so far. So that's it for today on watercolor. <laughs>